Tzara. The Torah is describing the amount of years that Tzara lived. The Yilchai Tzara was a life of Tzara. Mea Shana, 100 years. Mea Shana, Esim Shana, and 20 years, Sheva Shana, and 7 years. These were the years of the life of Sarah. So Rashi um, notices the repetition of 100 years, 20 years, and 7 years. It could have just said 127 years. Why is it repeated again and again? Rashi says, when you teach us that there's a relationship between her being 100 and her being 20. And there's a relationship between her being 20 and her being uh, 7. He says like this. When she was 100, she was like the age of, of 20 regarding sin. Just like she, when she was uh, 20, she didn't sin yet because you're only liable for capital punishment at the age of 20. So also when she was 100, she was also without sin. And when she was 20, she was as beautiful as when she was set. Her beauty, beauty did not diminish. That's the meaning of the Torah saying years again and again to say that there was no difference between her being 100 to her being 20. No difference between her being 20 and being 7. All of her years were equal in her beauty, which her physical beauty is an expression of her spiritual beauty, uh, was all equal. 7, 20, 100, all the same. Then it says in the Torah again, the, these were the years of the life of Sarah. Rashi says, Kulon Shavmoteva, they all were equal in goodness. So Rashi repeats this again, this idea, because what he's saying is not only was um, Sarah the same as the uh, in her later years as she was in her earlier years, but also in her earlier years she was the same as her later years. Usually, a person loses some of the uh, in her, their later years; they are not the same as in their younger years. Sarah in her later years is the same as her younger years. Rashi also adds, cool and shove on the table, all the years were equal, which means that also her, her earlier years were the same as her later years, which is hard to understand. The fact that we say that she didn't lose her beauty, that she didn't lose, she didn't make any mistakes, okay, so that we understand she was a perfectly righteous person, which by the way, that's the, um, the Torah says about Sarah specifically, it says that God completes the years of the righteous. That means that we find by few tzaddikim that they passed away on their birthday. They had round years. That we find perfection about Sarah, about Moshe Rabbeinu, about the Mitla Rebbe, they passed away on their birthday, that their, their, their physical life was a mirror of their spiritual life. You could see in their physical life, there was a, they passed away on their birthday, indicating that there was perfection in whatever they did. The problem is, says in the Torah, you're always supposed to go from strength to strength. That's supposed to be satisfied today with what you did yesterday. You're always supposed to go higher. It says, Sadiqim, Tzadikim don't have any rest. They're not, any, they don't, they're, not, they're not at peace. They're always advancing higher and higher. They're not the same today as they were the um, day before. So how can we say about Sarah that she was the same at the age of uh, 100 as she was at the age of, of 20? She was certainly higher. Yechum was to go higher and higher. Sarah went higher and higher. So how can we say she was the same? Not only is it logical to say that because she was a righteous person that she went to a higher, higher level, but we see clearly in the Torah, in many events in her life, that there were changes. And she did ascend, she went to a higher level. Think about Avram. Avram is in his ha- father's house, Terach, and the house of idolatry, and he leaves to go on the mission of God. He went with Sarah. They went together. So if God's promise to Avram was, I'm going to make you a great nation. 
is going to cause you to be on a whole different level you were before. So Sarah is going on, on, on with him. So for sure, if Avram is going, going to a higher level, Sarah is also going to a higher level. So how can we say that Sarah is the same when she leaves as uh, when she was with Terah? Certainly she's going on the mission of God to do what God wants her to do. Certainly that changed her. That made her go to a higher level as it changed Avram. So how can you say it's all the same? That's one event in her life. We find other events. Hashem changed her name from Sarai to Sarah. And why, what does Sarah mean? Sarah means that she is, she has impact. She has control over all. I mean, she has, she is considered the, the uh, I don't know if the right word is the queen of the world. That she has, she is able to control. She's able to impact the whole world. She's able to d- dominate with her neshama to reveal godliness in the world and to affect everything in the world. Affect everything. So Sarai means my Sarah. My, Abraham called her Sarai, mine. But now she's Sarah. Now she's able to affect the whole world. For sure, that's something more than Sarai. She changed her name, her whole identity, to be a lot more than she was before. So how can we say it's all the same? Not just she didn't, she didn't lose. Okay, now we understand. But how can you say the earlier years of her life are the same as the later years of her life? And the truth is, the question is even more. Because in order to be beautiful or without sin at the age of 7 or 20, it's, it's natural. It, you don't need any special um, effort to achieve that. That's something that Hashem imbued in the age of 7 and the age of 20. But in order to maintain that at, an, at a later age, that's really something which requires something that is beyond nature. In other words, the service of Hashem ascended beyond the parameters of nature. So that when the years that naturally bring change in her, they didn't bring change in her because she ascended beyond limitations of nature. So the very, in other words, the fact that she's beautiful at the age of seven, we understand that, that's natural. The fact that she's without sin at the age of 20, we understand that, that's, that's natural. The fact that in a hundred years, she has the same beauty as the age of seven, or, the, or she's out, without sin at the age of 100 like she was at the age of 20, that's really not natural. How did she achieve that super rational, supernatural achievement? because she went beyond her nature. So the very fact that we're saying that she was able to maintain her beauty and her righteousness at the, in her, throughout her life, that itself indicates that she was that she was going beyond the nature of her circumstances. She was going beyond the nature of the limitations of what those years would have brought her. So that itself tells you that, she was going, that there was a change in her. That itself tells you that there was something more that she had then that she, had, she didn't have before, because otherwise, how did she overcome the natural aging, that, how that affects her beauty and how it affects her, her righteousness? The fact that it didn't affect it, that shows that she ascended and she went beyond limitations of nature. So for sure, you see in, in Sarah, you see in her not changing, you see something, something which is um, something more in her than you did before. It, it, in order to, like, it sounds similar to what Chassidah says about, um, about creation, Siddha says that you see the infinity of Hashem in the consistency of creation. The fact that the sun has the same power and it rises in the east and sets in the west the same way it did 5,000 years ago, the fact that it doesn't change, that itself shows something infinite in the sun, shows an infinite power. So the fact that Sarah doesn't change is because she is ascending beyond nature in her later years, and so that so she's not affected by the by the circumstances that what they would naturally bring her. So the fact that we're saying she was the same, that itself tells you she was different. You hear? 
Ironically, saying that she was the same says that she was different. Look at Rabbi Kobe over here, Baruch Hashem, every day making the coffee. We don't know what's going on in his life. We don't know what happened the next Seriously. day, the day before on Hill Street. We don't know what happened the day before on Livonia Street. We don't know what's going on. But with the very fact that there's a consistency, that shows that there's something, that his dedication to what he's doing is, is, is beyond limitations. It's, it's infinite. Shall we ask for you? All good. L'chaim, l'chaim. Amen. Amen. Rabbi, when uh, the Sarai took on Sarah, what age was Sarah? What age did she change? How old was were they? At the, um, I think it was at the age when she was when she was ninety. I want to say I don't I don't remember. I don't and uh, when somebody changed the name, yeah, he's sick or changing the name, yeah, is it? F- we, we know it's affected his life, but it's like uh, it's, uh, even the physical. Physical life, it's the effect on that. Of course, because that's why. Why, why don't you add a name? Someone's sick. Someone's sick. You add, you add a name to add a name to, to help their health. So for sure, it affects their physical life. You want you want to you want to change their physical life. You want to have have, have a reform. Get older, it's going to be the same as like Sarah. Like, like you're saying, is it something you should do? Oh, you're okay. Keep your name. <laughs> you're fine. Keep your name. You don't have to change your name. It's not the it's not the it's not the fountain of youth and that hello life that everyone needs to do. Now, there are certain situations where it needs to be done. God forbid, if someone that everyone always says not, that you shouldn't really tamper with your name. In very rare situations, God forbid, someone's sick, then you add a name. But in general, you're not supposed to add a name. Um, so not only does Sarah send uh, when she went on the journey with Abraham and when she um, and when she um, uh, had her name change, but also. At the end of the, a person's life, the Altar says that in Versa Kodesh, she says, uh, chapter chapter 27, he says how you ascend then passing um, to all that you've done throughout your life is elevated. All the Torah and all the service of Hashem. The day of someone's passing, it all comes together and it all ascends in heaven and it reaches a new higher place than ever before. And it causes Tadikim who achieve so much, it causes salvation in the world. Through their through their achievements at the end of their life, so and not just on the day of their passing, but every year on the day of their passing, there's an ascent of the uh, all the achievements that were done in a lifetime. So certainly Sarah, at the age of 127, she passed away. Her all that she did throughout her life certainly ascended to a whole higher level. So so she, there certainly was a change, or more. It says in the Talmud and the Mishpirkiyavis, it says a hundred year old person is as if they've died. Uh, and they've, if, as if they've left the world. And it's really, you know, incongruous with the rest of the Mishas. We last week. The Mishas is talking about how great it is to age. How at, at, at the age of five, you only learn the Chumash. And at the age of ten, you learn Mishas. So, so it seems like incongruous. And in a hundred, you're messed up. So Chassidus explains that a hundred doesn't, and you don't get messed up in a hundred. On the contrary, the hundred refers to the hundred parts of the soul. And the, being a hundred years old means we're reaching the level of a hundred. And what does it say about the level of a hundred? That your bottom in ha'olam. The word olam, which means world, also means concealment. It means you reach the level where the world does not conceal godliness for you anymore. For you, that this world, when the world to come, and Hashem's presence is vivid and clear and transparent, you're here in this world, and yet you're totally in touch with Hashem in a very vivid way. Like it says about Abraham and Yaakov, they saw the world to come while they were alive. 
the idea of um, uh, Sarah being 100 years old, for sure, she reached a higher level at the age of 100. She was able to to remove the consumer godliness that the world uh, gives. So what does it mean when we say that her whole life it's the same? Also think about the very last moment of her life. In fact, besides the fact that by old Sadiq, when they pass away, everything they've done throughout their life reaches a higher level, how did Sarah pass away? She passed away by hearing the story of that Kedah. She heard how her son was offered as a sacrifice to Hashem, and that experience itself, that itself brought her to a higher level of connection and devotion to Hashem. So much so that that's how she passed away with that news. So it wasn't like um, uh, that, 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 that she, she was the same throughout her life. She's constantly changing. She's going on a mission with her husband Avram. She's, her name is changing. Her, she's turning 100 years old, she, 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 meaning she reached the level of 100. So how do we say that her earlier years are like her later years, that there's no change in her? Of course there's a change in her. What does that even mean? So the simple answer is like this. Simple answer is, a Jew is created, created to serve Hashem. The whole purpose of why we're here is because we're meant to serve Hashem. So. What's consistent in her life is service of Hashem. Does, does that mean she serves Hashem the same way every day? No, she serves Hashem with the tools that Hashem gives her every day. So today Hashem gave her the following uh, tools to, to work with, the following capabilities. So she, so she served Hashem with the best of what she had. She gave her best in what she did today. When she ascended to a higher level spiritually, she's able to serve Hashem on an even higher level. Each day of her life, she gave her best. It says in the Torah, when God gives, He gives according to His ability. When God asks, He asks according to our ability. So He doesn't ask the same thing that He asks you when you were five, when He asks you when you are ten. When you are ten, you're able to do more. As the Mishnah says, at the age of five, you're Mishnah, at the age of ten, you're in Mishnah. So you, according to your abilities, God gives, you, God asks of you to do more. So that's why we can say that Sarah didn't change because whatever she was doing, she was serving Hashem with the best of what she had her whole life. She was always serving Hashem, and she was always serving Hashem with the best of what she had. That means she did the same thing, though. At 100 years old, she reached a higher level. She was constantly changing, ascending higher and higher, but was, what was common, whatever she was doing, was that she was serving Hashem with all that she had. There were different things that Hashem asked her to do. Hashem asked her to travel out of her father's, out of Terach's house. So the, that opened up her soul and gave her more spiritual capabilities. And with those additional capabilities, she served Hashem at a higher level. But did she change? She didn't change. She was constantly serving Hashem. She had more to give. She had more. She ascended spiritually. And therefore, she served Hashem with the, with the more that she had. But you could say it's all the same because she's always serving Hashem. This is how, by the way, the Rebbe explains the concept of menucha. It's like something called being in the state of tranquility and serving, serving Hashem. The menucha, which is what Shabbos is about, is that you, you don't feel that you're, there's a difference between any part of your day or your week or any place you need to go. You constantly feel that you're just serving Hashem. It doesn't matter what Hashem is asking you to do. You feel anila dodi. I am here for my beloved. It doesn't matter what Hashem is asking you to do. So if you're devoted to Hashem, there shouldn't be a difference between Hashem asks you to do A or Hashem asks you to do B. It's, it's all, it's, there's a commonality. Whatever Hashem is asking you to do, it's about Hashem's requests. You're, you're, you're a servant of Hashem. You are to your beloved. So Sarah was the same way. Anila Daidi, her whole life was at the service of Hashem. Didn't, it, there was no real change in that. He went to Futafas when he was in prison, talked about the other prisoners, and he was always much happier than everyone else was. And they were wondering, like, how does this guy stay so happy? And he said, like, 
basically before you were a doctor, now you're not a doctor anymore. Before you were a lawyer, now you're not a lawyer. What was I doing before I came into prison? I was a serving Hashem. I'm here, I'm also serving Hashem. So, so Amenel Futtapas was saying that it didn't change for him. So Sarah also, you could say it didn't change because yes, she was able to do more with the capabilities that God gave her, but is that really a change? No, it's also serving Hashem with oh, as much as she has. But the problem is like this. That's what you could possibly answer. The issue with answering that is that the Torah says over years were the same. In other words, we're not just talking about her showing up to serve Hashem. We're talking about her, her years being the same. You can't say that her years, her deeds are the same. She's serving Hashem, she's showing up her whole life. We're talking about her years. So how could you say that her whole life was the same when she constantly is going through all these changes? How can you say it's all equal? It's not really equal. She's serving Hashem and she's changing. What does it mean that it's equal? Yes, she showed up to serve Hashem every day, but the Torah is not just saying that she showed up, the Torah is saying her years were equal. How is it your years equal? Now, think about our years. Are you learning the same Torah the same way you were when you were a child, learning Alephase? Would a God want you to learn Alephase now? There's a change. There's a sh- so, so certainly, Sarah also changed. How can we say her years are the same? The answer is like this. Although certainly Sarah ascended in the service of God every single day, but there was a relationship between her later years and her earlier years. And the relationship between her earlier years and her later years. What was the relationship? Every step of her life prepared her for the later steps in life. It wasn't only that she was serving Hashem in the moment, but her service of Hashem was the catalyst and there was a foundation for the later steps that God granted her. So therefore there was a continuum of her entire life. As she's ascending higher and higher, it, all, it was a continuation of where she was in step one. Her level at step 100 or step 127, wherever she reached in life, that was a that was a continuation of step one. It wasn't something different. It was step one was a preparation for step 127. And conversely, it's a little hard to understand, but even the high, in her later years, she was able to elevate her previous years. She was able to elevate her earlier years as well. Not only were her earlier years a preparation for her later years, but she was also able to elevate her earlier years with her later years. I'm trying to think of, of how that means in a practical level um, for us. What does it mean to elevate your earlier years? I think the simple idea of this is the idea of tshuva. The idea of like, you know, like looking at what you've done earlier on in life and uh, that inspiring you to, to deeply connect with Hashem because feeling the, the mistakes of, of how you were before. It's like anybody who says, I became so-and-so and overcome and overcame my poverty or overcame this rather than I was born rich and I became that. You're elevating your earlier years. You're elevating your earlier years, yeah. but overcoming your, in other words, that's a very important, important point, yeah. The person becomes about Shuvah and they have all these things they've learned so they, they, and all these things they've gained, all these experiences. So, so that, that, that contributes to the, to the uh, whole person. It, 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 it draws a portrait of who they are. You're right. That's right. It's a great, great thing. If you if you are able now as a as a doctor, and you are able to have an influence in, on your patients, you couldn't have done that had you not you know gone in that direction. You, you have a gift. So if you, you're using the gifts you have, and also mistakes, the same thing. Mistakes are also you, the tools we could use to uh, not just not make the same ones, but to go the other direction and and, and to fix them up. So Sarah, at age of 127, was able to elevate her previous years as well. Rebbe asked me this. They've always asked the questions, old questions, even the questions that the guy sitting in the back of the class in fourth grade 
to ask them. She says, you can't ask that. He never asked those questions too. The questions which are a legal task. He says, okay. So if you're constantly supposed to go to a higher level, and it's all considered one continuum, because you're able to elevate the previous years. When you get to a higher year, so then why do I need to elevate, work so, work so hard today? I'll wait till next year. And then I'll elevate the year before. Right? In order to get the, I'll, I'll wait till next year, and then I'll elevate the year before. It's like the, the famous story of Levi Tzimbadichev. This man in Radichev who was uh, known to be someone who made very um, egregious errors, if, you, uh, uh, if, if that's the right word. And Rabbi uh, Tzimbadichev said, you know, if you do tshuva, all your sins will turn into mitzvahs. He says, great. I'll do those sins for another year, and I'll have to transform them all to more sins, more mitzvahs. So, 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 so let me answer like this. In order to be in the higher level tomorrow, you can't be in the higher level tomorrow unless you work as hard today. You want to be on the level tomorrow that will be able to elevate where you were today. Okay. You can't get there unless you give your all today. So it's not possible for you to be in the higher level you want to be in tomorrow unless you make the steps today. You want to be a certain place tomorrow. Okay. You want to be in that place tomorrow. Hashem gave you this day. What is this day about? This day is about bringing you to a higher place tomorrow. If you're not going to give it your all today, you can't be in the higher place tomorrow. So it, so it goes in two ways. On the one hand, your service of Hashem today prepares for you tomorrow. On the other hand, your service from tomorrow, which is, on a, which is on a higher level, elevates where you are today. You can't get to tomorrow without being where you are, um, without giving it your all today. So that's what the Torah said by Sarah. She was 100 years and 20 years and 7 years. The Torah is telling us that she served Hashem with whatever she had every day. Her 20-year-old service of Hashem and her 7-year-old service of Hashem was different than her 100-year-old service of Hashem. But every step of her life was contributing to the perfection of 127. And conversely, at 127, she was able to elevate all the years before. So bottom line is, Hashem, it says in the Torah that our, our every moment we're given in the world, that's the greatest gift that God gives us is time. And it's all, it's, each moment of time is meant to to bring us somewhere, and uh, it's a gift, and we have to uh, give it, our, give it our best. Whatever, whatever Hashem, whatever Hashem gives us every day. Any questions? Yes. Uh, when person or, or Abraham or Sarah is actually on the side, when uh, you keep going elevator higher and higher, and on that time you go, you do one mistake. So that the, everything is over and you don't go higher than that. Like Sarah, when they message me, you're going to be a mother, and then she laughs. So that has stopped the elevation of her. So, Regarding the start around whether it was a mistake or not, that's that's another subject. But let's say about ourselves, as we went before, that all of our mistakes that we make are we also not just we can do the teshuva. Those mistakes were also by Hashem's hand as well. As we were learning last week, it's not possible that something happens in the world that wasn't with Hashem's plan, and Hashem's, Hashem's guidance as well. Hashem tells Adam and Eve, don't eat from the tree, don't eat from the tree, don't eat from the tree. What was the plan? The plan was they were going to eat from the tree. And Mashiach could never come unless they ate from the tree. So was eating the tree a mistake? Big mistake. But that mistake was part of Hashem's plan. There's no such thing as being in a place or in a circumstance that's not part of the plan. It's impossible. 
So did, they, did Adam and Eve have to do tshuva for their sin? Of course they do tshuva for their sin. They have to do tshuva. And their tshuva allowed them to, to bring themselves in the world to a higher place than they would have been without their mistake. It's a huge subject, and I got into my... I, I, just, I just started when I have to finish today. But uh, that's the... Uh, so, so even our mistakes are also part of our perfection. That's, that's for sure. It's not, it's, not, it's not by accident. Even our mistakes, which are our own... We did it by ourselves. Our own free will... It's also part of our, 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 our perfection. It's not an accident. We have to use them to elevate them. They're meant to give us something. They're meant to give us something to bring us to a higher level than we were before. Thank you.